Adam here. Hello, chums. Quick public service announcement before this episode begins. Keep March 2nd and March 3rd free in your diaries. I also don't know why I sounded Australian there either, but let's just go with it. That is all. So grab your bullet journal, your Google calendar, or whatever you use to remind you kids to buy milk, and enter in the following on those days. Be free for something cool. You know what it is when we announce it, and we really, really, really want you to be part of it. Okay, here goes. I'm going to kickstart this episode with what I presume is Matthew Richards' favourite song. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first guest episode of Casual Gaming Conversation. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. That's the sound of take number two because I've recently purchased an application from a popular phone store that I didn't realise you had to pay an extra $1.99 to get unlimited recording because that is what we're all about here at a casual gaming conversation. We are the, the example uh, the epitome of professionalism. Uh, my name's Matt. Oh, welcome. Hello. Hello, you lovely carbon-based life forms. Uh, and welcome along to another episode of A Casual Gaming Conversation. It is the first episode where we have a guest. Um, you guys probably, if you follow us, listen to us, uh, would have heard Adam talking about some changes going forward and the way that we're going to do stuff based on our locations in the country and our desire to do these things live and with a human being next to us. Um, so this is going to be our first guest episode. Uh, if this is the first time you listen to us, uh, nice one, thank you. Um, we are going to tag a load of people in this um, to try and get some attention. So if you are listening to us for the first time, uh, you probably listen to us through iTunes, which is wonderful. So like, subscribe, and let us know what you think via there. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at, at CasualGamingCon, which I will get right, even though this is like the third or fourth episode. Uh, you can follow us there. And if you're on Facebook, we're facebook.com forward slash CasualGaming. Uh, we all make announcements, memes, and take comedy comedy pictures um, that, that will entail me looking disappointed at Adam, no doubt. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you have listened to Adam's announcement earlier on in the week or last week or whenever it was, uh, he said we've got some exciting stuff coming up, so keep your eyes peeled for that for when it gets announced. Probably be on Twitter, I'll probably have a ticket parade and stuff, maybe. Um, I am rambling, so I will get on to my guest. My guest he is my heterosexual life partner, my former tag team partner, and now the current reigning and, and defending co-host of Insomnia's gaming festival. Uh, it is the one, the only, Sam Bailey. Hi, hi, it's me. The, the, probably the, the closest guest you could possibly get on actual locational distance. It is, yes. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I made a list of people that I wanted to get on because... Um, the thing that we want to do here is, is because me and Adam, have, me and Adam have different backgrounds in in this 
industry or this field. Um, and mine are based a lot more in entertainment and his is a lot more in the actual gaming world. So what we kind of wanted to do was have a difference between the kind of people that we're going to get on and stuff. So the reason why I chose you was because we get to speak about insomnia and we get to plug insomnia and be right. bloody good company men that oh. we are. <laughs> Towing that company line Here we like are. no one else. Because we love working for our dictators. I mean, <laughs> I mean employers. Um, his words, not mine. The yeah. views expressed by Matthew Taylor are his own and not expressed by insomnia or multiplayer. It's fine. Use my gimmick name, so I won't be getting any liability. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are approaching um, the next iSeries or IG Fest UK, as it's now known. Um, I-62 is coming up, uh, it's 30th of March to the 2nd of April, I believe. Uh, going forward <laughs> to four days, I think, again, because, yeah, we'll get Ooh. on to that. How <laughs> 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 did you feel the excitement there? I know, um, yes, just watch the footage, that's, that's <laughs> it. Watch us on day one, and then watch us slot on day one, and then watch us last slot That's probably on, why they made it like a clip highlight reel, and all yeah, yeah, sounds from us talking. That is exactly what we always do, because by day four, um, yeah, the, 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 the worst one's still, and it's, it's, it's stuff that's still on my highlight reel, and um, the worst one is um, when I did the eSports stage, and I lost my voice on the Saturday, because I ended up I ended up deciding because I was bored that I'd go and host the the, the old expo stage. Um, <laughs> I just lost my voice. Nice. And 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 on like day three or four, I'm literally just going. So you won this Hearthstone competition. How do you feel? Oh, that was uh, when I did the Insomnia Cross Resonate show in Scotland. Mm -hmm. um, exactly the same thing happened. Obviously, my first time being on a stage. And then I got to the last day, and because I'd been shouting, screaming, getting excited, trying to get the crowd excited, trying to gauge the crowd back, because everything was so big and expansive that by Sunday I was like, hey, how's, how's everything going? Everybody was okay. And I ended up handing the microphone to one of the YouTubers, just be like, you take control, I will sit here and smile. It's um, <clears throat> them regionals um, are so decept deceptively hard because. In a way, they're far more chilled out because because I, I did Ireland last year, well, when you did Scotland, yeah. um, and they're a lot more chilled out because there's less people. But as a presenter, you aren't taking any breaks because you don't it's, stop. It's literally slot after slot yeah. after slot after slot. Whereas now, when we do it, it's we can if we really need to, we can be like, can you do this one? And I do this one and whatever. But we also ended up last time as well being on main stage. It was just like we were super chill, and then obviously. They go, oh yeah, so you're not gonna have your breaks and you're gonna play loads of Just Dance. Yeah. Yay! I, I actually look forward to the Just Dance bits. Um, again, probably if you ever look on a YouTube thing and you can see any clips of the Just Dance stage at Insomnia Cross Resonate, I have to keep getting that right. Um, you can see me dancing in the corner on my own because I wasn't dancing with the group, but I was just sat, just ever so slightly off the stage. <laughs> Dancing along with those. I, I don't I don't usually like to make bold claims, but I do think that me and you brought Just Dance back because I <laughs> I did I did the main Insomnia before you did the Scottish Insomnia, yeah. and they gave me the Just Dance lot, and I was really um, 
not negative about it. I was very like, oh, you negative. I know what a what wow. a shock. What a shock. Me huh. being a diva to work with. Um, but they made it like my last slot of like every day, and I was like, oh, this is gonna suck. So then I was like, no, let's let's go in positive. And then it turned out to be amazing. We got directors up. We had dance offs with like PlayStation and Xbox. And then you took it to Scotland and and yeah. and took it to another level. And now they absolutely love it. Every flipping show um, <laughs> and make us do it but um yeah we'll start we'll start with 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 insomnia x times squared resonate I um, had to, yeah i had to ask several times what it was actually called yeah i don't know if it was insomnia x resonate insomnia cross resonate exam insomnia times resonate i was very confused <laughs> um by the sound but i was told by day three that it was cross resonate cross because it's like a cross Cross-promotion. Yeah, it's a cross-promotion. Cross promotion. Crossover. Yeah, it's one that's of those good. episodes where Batman appeared in Superman. And, and it looks cool when you write one of the words in, in capital, small x of a word in capital. There you go. Graphic designers. But yeah, so so I've been doing Insomnia for like two years now, I think. Um, and uh, I got brought in by a gentleman who's a good friend of ours that we've known since we were very young um, through the world of wrestling, a guy called Jesse Saunders, who is now higher up in, in multiplay. Uh, never know what his job is. I know, I think he's our boss now. Yeah, I think he's his boss. I, I, I think he just chooses. I think he, I, like, <laughs> you know, he's, he's run eSports single-handedly, he yeah. creates content, and now is allegedly our stage manager, which which is going to be hilarious. But um, Jesse brought me in, uh, as well as a, as, a, as a lady called Colleen Shoemaker, who's no longer with the company and is living in Paris, um, nice. doing amazing stuff. He's, he's an awesome person. So that's how I got brought in, and it was... And you kind of got brought in by Jesse after the recommendation of me. Yes. Um, How unfortunate. <laughs> uh, well, well, no, because I, it, again, I was speaking to you before we started recording, and I said, I think we should talk about us coming into this world because you, maybe less so, we both had no idea, did we? No. Just the size and scope I, of this. I luckily had a pre warning from you of how it was going to go because you kind of done it solo. Mm -hmm. So I had like I had a scope of it, and I did a little bit of digging and a little bit of research, but yeah, it's still completely different to like I don't I don't have that I've never had that like a uh, scared thing of doing something brand new, but it's that thing of like, what if I have nothing to talk about? What if I run out of things to say? What about if I get a name wrong, which I did so elegantly in the first uh, which we've all done yeah of course but you know the first time you do it it's the most horrific thing ever oh, God, yeah. especially when they're coming on stage and you oh, get yeah. their name wrong yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that'll haunt me but yeah I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it but I think it's that thing where you find your feet it's sink or swim sort of thing so I found my feet by the end of the first day and yeah. I think also having no breaks kind of actually helps because you, you don't lose your rhythm that's like, yeah that's actually, really, that's actually a really really good point uh, my first ever stage slot um, I actually had to co-host with a guy called Matt Andrews, who's now or was for a while one of the presenters for ESL UK, which is a really big deal, um, really big esports company. And Matt's awesome; like he's he's just super slick and whatever. And there was me, just like had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> stood next to him, going, "Yeah, I love video games." Um, and then the first stage slot I had to do Rocket League, so I had this is when like Rocket League was really small and I had no idea what the game was I mean it's still so small right now I mean it's not like everywhere it's not it? like you know one the... of the main sponsors on WWE <laughs> or anything, which is still weird uh, KFC and Rocket League yeah. Um, but yeah so we were playing Rocket League and it was with uh, Tomahawk and Nettie and everyone's first time I ever met them and like, I couldn't make any 
other comments other than football references, and and my football <laughs> references, as you know personally, are are uh, up to about ninety eight. Um, I'll give you ninety nine to, yeah, to a degree. But um, but luckily Tomahawk and, and Nettie and Co took took pity on me on that on that stage slot. But I think I think we we come from we come from an industry where we understand the intricacies of of a more niche product. So do you think that helped you connect with an audience more or quicker? Um, it kind of goes... It, there's pros and cons to both, I think. Mm. I think the pros of it of being like, because you're so used to being in a niche market and because you're kind of used to not being scoffed at, but like we're all nerds in our own little way. So when you're in, in your own little like convention sort of thing, or you've kind of got a thing where everyone loves the same thing and everyone's there for the same reason... I think they kind of they accept you easy easier for yeah. it. Like, there's no point. There's never a point where they they scoff at you because you got a name wrong or they, you know, because you don't know about a certain game. They don't mm. know. Well, obviously it's the blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> so uh, that never quite happens. But then I guess it's that same thing because you're a new a new person. The kind of it's that it sometimes takes people a second to accept you. Like yeah, you must have had it where people have come on stage and they don't because they don't know who you are they mm. instantly dismiss you as just another face and they're going to try and mess with you or they're going to try and wind you up. And luckily that hasn't happened yet, but in wrestling that happened so often that yeah. you kind of were ready to adapt to it. And I think I think the advantage that, that we both had was because we've, we've done live performance or, or whatever you want to call it since we were like literally 15, um, 16 years old that I think people always see that we've got experience in front of a live crowd and understand a live crowd because you've got to remember as well, like a lot of the people that we deal with, um, uh, YouTubers or influencers are, are basically just recording videos to, to themselves in a, yeah. in, in a computer room. So I do think that we, I think that's what kind of got us through. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not to say that we, we, we kind of winged it, but uh, <laughs> the whole... You know, you have them it's, sort of... Yeah, it's, it's an easier thing backing and forthing with someone when they're almost... You know how to rift, I think is the best yeah. way. You know how to work on the fly, which again is a, a wrestling term, but it is also a life term. Like, if you know someone's struggling having a conversation with someone, there's questions you know you can ask that they're going to have a passion about, or you know yeah, you yeah. can direct an audience to go a different way rather than kind of sitting on their hands and not applauding because, again, the role of wrestling is... You want a crowd to make noise. You want a crowd to react. You don't want them just to sit there and go, okay. I think I think it's, it was a really good point to make. But I think, I don't know how you felt about, about I-61, but the first time we have ever done a main stage, because you've only done the Expo, and I, I'd only ever done the Expo and, and eSports. Um, and our first slot was always really scripted because it was uh, there was cues to line up graphics and videos. And I know me and you, I wouldn't say struggled, but had to have an adjustment period. And we actually had to have a conversation as well where we were like, this isn't going to work within the context of a live audience. Yeah. And, and I, thought, I think that's, that's the first time that uh, my ability anyway the, to be improv really like hindered me because I was like, oh, I'm really not a slick presenter. <sighs> I... Going back, and I'm going back to like childhood, like um, I played steel drums when I was a kid. Right. And I, I will tie in, I'm not just telling you my life story. <laughs> um, 
And it was a case of we'd have to rehearse the songs, we'd have to perform the songs, and it was that thing of you had to stick, you had to hit your tones at the same time yeah. because the other part of the band are going to be playing at a certain point, another part of the band are going to be playing at a certain everything you have to hit at perfect times. And I'd always get put at the front, so I was literally the performing monkey, That's the first person people see when they stand there and they watch. And I, every time we did practice, perfect. Like, got it all on, spot on, spot on. As soon as we performed, I forgot half of what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Like, half of it was just gone. So there was me in front of a steel drum. Luckily, my hands are hidden, so I am just miming what I'm supposed to be doing, <laughs> smiling my ass off, just looking across. <laughs> and then everyone else next to me realises that I'm not playing because they can hear nothing from my yeah, drum, yeah, yeah, yeah. apart from the occasional, oh, ding, there we yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I know that one. And because of that, like, I got so used to, okay, I know the gist of what I'm supposed to do, yeah. but I, I, I can rift quite well and I can hide what I don't know. And I think reading a script like from there I knew that script reading wasn't for me because mm. the moment I have to follow word for word what something says it doesn't sound natural and it sounds monotone and it sounds like a force yeah and and this is this is this is I think the the, the conversation oh my god it's inception a conversation with a conversation <laughs> um, the conversation that I had with you about uh, explaining that, that like just, just stop pretending to be a presenter and just be you because like that's the best advice I ever had which was you know from two close friends of mine who were two stand-up comics um and I think I think because of the way not just the gaming industry is changing but the entertainment business in general is people want people want an actual connection or they want they want something real because they fed something fake. Like if you if you think about now, like you know, like even even when you watch some some YouTubers or some some videos and stuff, and it's that, like, oh, here's my intro, and it's all clean and neat and like over edited and stuff, and it's like the the, the presentation of it is great, but then you don't build the rapport with that person, and I think that was the one thing that that I picked up while doing this because we. Um, we we had this conversation with uh, our friend uh, Naysayers, who's, yes. who was was hosting um, the the esports slash expo slash whatever stage um, it was, and she 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 was sort of saying about a segment she did where she felt she was really clunky and like yeah. wasn't slick, and that's because she comes from a background where she does a lot of TV stuff, lots of live stuff from as well. Yeah, right? and we and we were like, but you're so funny and you're so likable, and then, and I think I think that's really important to to remember sometimes again it's like you know if you think about your favorite youtubers like you you like the people that you could connect with whether that's via social media or the content that they like or the way they are in their videos you know it's 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 always a really that's the most important thing i think and, and yeah it's trying to transfer that onto onto that job it can be quite hard especially when you've got uh, the element of having people on stage that you've just met literally five minutes yeah. beforehand. Like, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? It's literally like playing Blind Date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTuber Blind Date. <laughs> there's, there's something for the main stage there. Yeah, I, I, it's, again, I think, I don't know how you feel about it, but like, I think like we've been really lucky with the people that we've worked with. Um, there's, I don't think there's been anyone who's come on and not, like almost like not instantly either clicked with us or understand how we are. Yes. So we've been quite lucky, like even if they're not necessarily clicking with us or don't know us too well they understand that hey we're not taking this uber seriously and we're not yeah. gonna, we're not going to ask you well you're not going to ask them the questions that are on the sheet because you've got better questions which literally happened on stage which is why i'm mentioning it but uh <laughs> told told the back i'm not answering asking any of those questions i know him and then proceeded to ask his own questions it's all right 
cool. Me towing the company line there and trying to smile. And Once again, <laughs> once again, I'd like to point out that I'm absolutely not a diva. And I am a company man. I'm sure the, 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 you know, the, the, those questions were thrown to the floor as he stormed out. <laughs> Drinking his non-fat skinny. <laughs> I said I wanted sign. <laughs> Throw it in a green shirt's face. Um, Ashley. But yeah, but oh God, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, that's another element of, of events that you don't see is, um, and then they deserve all the love in the world. Um, all our volunteers, we call them green shirts affectionately oh, because that's the shirts they wear. Um, and and I got taught a trick um, early on when I first started working for Multiplay, where it's really hard to remember 50 names, especially when you got to remember YouTuber names. So you get them to say where they're from, and then that's where they become. Um, there's, there's a few nice. legends. There's nice. a few legends. Edinburgh lives on in infamy. Um, <laughs> hopefully there's someone in Multiplay listening to this who remembers Edinburgh. Pff, what a man. Uh, became a legend. Um, but yeah, they, they do amazing work, and, and they absolutely love it. They're like they're still buzzing on, on day four, and they're, they're a big part of it. Um, but yeah, so that thing of of having that scenario because I think it's quite funny because I've had it now because obviously I worked there a little bit longer it's like oh so you know Syndicate and I'm like well yeah <laughs> uh, for all of the five or ten minutes that we actually have a normal human conversation before we have to do X amount of time on stage and then he runs away to go and do other stuff because he's incredibly famous want to see um, and I think I think that's I think I, I like that because I, I like that there's still an element of innocence. Yes. Like, like, oh, everyone's mates and everyone gets on. And, and it's true. Like, we're all, we all are mates. But I think it is, excuse me, um, it's, it is hard to, um, you know, deal with having to really click with someone within five minutes. Now, now you were really lucky because when you did Resonate, you spent the weekend with... A, a tiny little well not a tiny little group but a small group of, of the yeah. same same people I got quite lucky because um, it was Big Rabos, Rasboski yes Batchy yes. Uh, Marley DA Games Dorco Silent Core whose name I got wrong yeah. and he thankfully put it on Twitter that he was going to start a new channel with the other name um, oh he's a gentleman he's, he's a, he's a so lovely nice. dude yeah <laughs> but, um, it was that kind of the first day of like okay you're going to have these people on the stage and these are their names and you know, I literally just got a list of names I didn't have to see any faces yeah. but I was just announcing them and they, they just appeared just as I was about to announce them on the stage so I'd be like hey and hopefully the right person would walk up yeah yeah, yeah 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 panicking but basically after the first day and after that kind of again that conversation of like hey what do you do and where are you from and I was like oh well, I'm friends with Matt and they're like oh Matt we love Matt and I was like alright cool Let's, I see how this is <laughs> And then I was like, oh, yeah, I do wrestling. Like, oh, I love wrestling. Oh, like, what, do you, what do you do with wrestling? What's your wrestling name? I was like, don't have one. It's just my name. <laughs> <laughs> Real gimmick. It disappoints everyone a little bit. Like, they're waiting for me to be like, yeah, I'm the, the big money guy. And I'm, oh, I'm, the, I'm the solicitor. Like, the solicitor. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm wait- and then like after they realize, oh, cool. Or after they've gone home and YouTubed me for a few seconds, yeah. they go, oh, my God, you've, I've seen this, this, and this. But the moment I had them on stage and the moment again, it was like, I um I still again same thing with you I steal a lot of things from comedy, and like I used to I love watching comedy and there's a bit that Dara Breen does and it's not a name drop I'm I'm not his friend, but he at the end of his show after he meets a few of the audience members and rips them apart he makes them come across as heroes mm. like he he sells them about how amazing they were talks about their lives blah 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 forgets the name obviously he goes mm. and the solicitor who makes a living blah blah blah, 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 yeah. blah. but it's that thing of like that's how I always want to end my segments with these people like they are the heroes they're the people you come to watch. So here's this little big spiel at the end about this person, like because that's, that's really good. And that's the thing I did that on the first day, and they were all like, "Oh wow!" Like we never felt like, "Well, can we come back up tomorrow?" 
and poor Phil Southam who was like yeah. so was just going well I've got this segment where this person's supposed to be here but I don't know if this person's going to turn up so if you want to do that yeah. <laughs> it was panicking all like the last day all the YouTubers wanted to come up and do Just yeah, Dance and it was yeah. like yeah they're all coming upstairs you can't stop them Phil like <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, it was that was that was my spiel, and because of that, they were all like cool, and like they were putting me over on Twitter, and it was yeah, kind of quite nice. I, I, again, I think I think that comes from from we're, we're very similar in that sense of of we know we know th- there's one aspect of the job that we know what to do is how to make someone look and sound the best that they possibly can yes. because they usually are they usually are absolutely fantastic and it's an easy job you know we, we just get to have the final word and be like how awesome are they yeah. <laughs> you know like but but it is a really important part of of, of that job and um, especially as well of, of being a presenter unless unless you are literally Anton Deck I, I think as a presenter you should be the least famous person in the room because you should be accentuating how important the person you are with yes. you know it, it, it's i think it'd be likable while you're there but forgettable when you're not you know have people go oh he's really nice this guy oh he's cool or whatever and stuff. what was his name again and then the minute he goes <laughs> yeah the minute you go away like they're like don't think about you and you come back and you go oh it's this guy again he's yeah. pretty cool all right cool yeah you don't want to you don't want everyone like chanting your name or anything because that's not the point but um it's it it is it's it's still really I think it really hammers home the point about how lovely that uh, the video game community is that that even though this is a technique as a presenter it's always really hugely appreciated like the the, the, the it, it's that thing of again of of treating someone like a human being it's like it goes it goes a long way and and the guys you mentioned are like super lovely I love I absolutely adore Rasbowski I think he's stupidly talented oh, yeah. he's one of the most charismatic human beings a former drama student um, of course of, of course, course he is yeah like that now comes across so apparent yeah he's but he knows what he's doing man and 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 obviously we, we like him because his name uh, big rasbowski is stolen from the big valbowski which um, from wrestling so that's, <laughs> that's what's popular but like all ties in yeah Dorco's Dorco's great as well and like pretty much everyone you, you mentioned is just wonderful but i think I, I had a similar thing in ireland with the group that i was in ireland with and and you, you do have that that bonding. Um, sorry, kids. No kids listen to this. Uh, most of the bonding happens in the pub. Um, yes. Uh, as 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 we discovered when we we both met Andy from HR. Yes. Even though I'd worked with a company for two years, I'd never met Andy. You'd never. Oh, I'd met Andy in Scotland, so oh. I'd, had, I'd had a couple of days with Andy. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, we became best mates in the space of three days, uh, and he's an awesome dude. We love you, Andy. Hopefully, you're listening to this man, um, sending our sending our love and appreciation. Um, so, talking of influences, because because we we've been, I mean, we've been really fortunate uh, of the people that we've worked with. I think, I mean, the only. God, there's absolutely no YouTuber I've ever had a problem with. Now, the, the cosplay is always awkward because <laughs> cosplay is. It's just no. This is look. I'm an honest. We're honest on this podcast. We 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 don't hide things, uh, but we're positive as well. You know, presenting cosplay is really hard. It, yeah, it's hard, not only because of how much hard work goes into it on both sides. Like, yes. Also, when you are not as familiar mm. as you would like to pretend you are mm-hmm. about names, where people are from, what certain style they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're walking on stage and they're doing a performance and you must stay completely straight and mm-hmm. keep it completely clean, especially if there's someone in your ear talking the entire time about the next person coming on mm-hmm. or something going wrong or something be changing, it is difficult. Yeah. And, uh, 
And, I'm, and you're absolutely right. I absolutely appreciate all the, the hard work that, that goes into making a masquerade happen, um, especially from costumes and organization and everything. And, and, it, and again, it's, I, think, I think the reason why it's so hard is because we care, because we understand that moment of, of introductions that you only get that once, you know, and that could be, that could be the difference of giving someone all the confidence in the world and, and then knocking them back, you yeah. know? Um, and it is horrible. Cause again, like you have to learn some really obscure Japanese anime names in like 10 minutes and, and not pronounce them in an offensive manner <laughs> or, or the incorrect manner. And as well, because you obviously have that moment where I've no, I noticed in the last masquerades that we did, there's a lot more, um, props and stuff now. Yes. So it's like that thing, if you've got filler and it's like, Oh, here's, you know, Lucinda Nakamura from <laughs> manga goes West 67 times X five Firestone. Um, and then like you have like, 30 seconds, by the way, which is the longest time in the world when you're still on the stage, of filler. And you're like, I've got nothing to say because I have no context. That's why anyone that's a Pokemon, anything from Legend of Zelda, Sonic, anything that's from the 90s, um, me and you get dead, dead I mean, happy I about. I was even quite happy. Like, even though I'm not a huge fan, there was a, there was a Harry Potter uh, character that came on for the, for the cosplay, the community stage. Yeah. And even though I know nothing yeah. about Harry Potter... I was so glad that I could at least go Hufflepuff and yeah. go, yes, what a muggle. <laughs> oh, look at me. Banter. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's all I got. I've got nothing else. I, lo- I, love, I love that. I love them moments. Um, I had one when I was doing the eSports stage and it was the, the Overwatch Opens and my little throw to the casters were and two men whose ultimates are always full. Um, and they didn't appreciate it that much. Oh, that was clever, though. That's I know, nice. I know. I was dead proud of it, but... Maybe we shouldn't pat each other on the back as much as we do. <laughs> no, we should. <laughs> we should we, we are, encourage we are, terrible we, puns. We, and... That is what we're about. Yeah, uh, right. As human beings is what we're about. But it is, it is, a, it is an interesting sub-genre slash category of, of the, the work that we do in, in, in the gaming community because I think it's really... You know, being, being serious now, I know we were joking and, and whatever, but like... I have a, so much more appreciation for that art um, now that I've seen it up close and seen it in person. Because, um, you know, the, the, um, luckily, you know, some, of the, some of the people I've met through it and I follow on Instagram and I see how much work they put in. Like, you know, they're making costumes and they have to be, you know, current, but then also not do everything that everyone's doing. Because, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you get a big game, it's like, oh, everyone's in Fallout 4, you know, gear, or, you know, insert game. Overwatch was another big one. Um, and it's really given me an appreciation for just how much work beyond that, as well as, as, as again, as something that we can appreciate about character development and becoming that character. Yeah. Like, not only, again, not only do they have the costumes and they show off the costumes, they have to, not always have to, but they also put performance that's very similar mm. to the character, or very honest to the character, and they try and make their performances different from, again, something else, like, if it was a Sailor Moon character, and yeah. Sailor Moon character A, Sailor Moon character B, like, they have to suddenly make their performance very different, yeah. and stand out, and again, they've got an audience, they've got a set of judges from their, of their peers, like, who mm. do it professionally, who are also there in, in performance outfit, and trying to, again, trying to not only, after spending days, weeks, months on a costume, showcasing it to a complete audience of yeah. people who are, like, again, coming on stage for the first time is nervous, and a lot of those people don't. It's, it's also the, without a doubt, the most popular stage slot. Yeah, it's full. Outside of, of, of Dan uh, TDM, 
it's always rammed and and the problem is as well it's not unlike dan's slot which is a rabid loyal devoted fan base <laughs> yes it, cosplay brings in a lot of casuals yes and and rightfully so because it's a, it's a wonderful show but that also makes it harsher because there's that judgment of just like and it's so much pressure you know i feel it more when i'm just have to read a list of names which is a lot harder than it looks apparently um, yeah. uh, you know you, you do get that so like they get some s- serious credit and, and and like one cosplay is one cosplay is good it's great it's yes. absolutely phenomenal I remember we did um, we did a, a Nintendo slash Zelda one with Nintendo UK one year it was when I think, I think it was when Breath of the, uh, not Breath of the Wild what's the new yeah it's Breath of the Wild isn't it the new one Yes. Yes. Yeah, because I, I was getting mixed with Wind Wind Waker, and it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when, when Breath of the Wild was getting released, all coming out, and, and Nintendo UK did a, a very small, like a 10, 15 Legend, Legend of Zelda cosplay masquerade, and it was phenomenal. Like, amazing. Like, I can't even get my head around, you know, Comic Cons or yeah. E3s, like that level. Of, you know, okay. it's it's incredible. Considering, you know, that, the, again, um, all credit to Costume and Play who put on the masquerades for insomnia that, that that's all um basically done on goodwill yes and 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 they deserve all the credit they put so much work in there isn't unfortunately to burst the bubble there isn't millions and millions of dollars being thrown at us and you know yet yes yet. yet um yeah pull your finger out steel series uh, <laughs> <laughs> joking they don't listen it's fine but um yeah that's 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 an interesting sub genre and what is what's been your favorite cosplayer um so, there's been a few. Um, again, kind of linking into the Fallout one, there was a few people who was in complete power armor. Yeah. And, like, outstanding. Like, to detail. And it's that thing of, like, from far away, there's so many details you don't notice. Mm. And so many little things that you would go, oh, this is good, but they're missing this. And they had everything. The gun was to spec. The whole outfit was to spec. Like, it even weighed, like, it was even a very heavy outfit. It yeah, didn't seem yeah. like it wasn't made out of paper and stuff so it was like amazing to see the, the details on that um there was the chun Li one um which i obviously kind of have to mention yeah more because of her complete honesty while being on the stage yeah and again complete complete detail she kind of knew what look she could go for and she could yeah. get away with it and she like it was perfect. hey i ended up um uh, we followed each other on Instagram, and she she was. Because I, I ended up following her. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, police! If you listen to this, I didn't follow her home. Um, we were never followed each other on Instagram, and, and um, she posted some pictures up. I know I was chatting to her, and I said she's probably going to go in our show reel that's going to be made um, from i sixty one because it killed us so much. Yeah. So the situation was um, she came dressed as Chun Lee, was super awesome. So Sam's on stage. Uh, going down the line, talking to everyone, and then he comes along and he's like, oh, so Chun Li, he's like, what's the inspiration behind your character? And and with just uh, the straightest deadpan face, he just goes, well, I'm Asian and I've got a big butt. And it, like, the whole place just came unglued. Like, it was just the funniest thing. And like, but that that was so endearing because it was, like you said, it was just brutally honest. It was honest, and, yeah. And, and it, it broke me to the point where I was like, I knew maybe that could have been a reason why she'd picked the outfit. Yeah. But I never expected those words. To yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, because it, that was my favorite masquerade in the world ever because for once I got to watch one yes. and I was, I was in production pit and we all just like lost our shit. We're like, oh, that's the funniest thing in the world ever. I took personal delight in watching you 
squirm awkwardly on stage as well because I've been there, man. Yeah, I mean, it was a happy squirm. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't freak out. No, 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 no. I, yeah, there's, there was, yeah. But it, it is, it is a great little subgenre and, and a subsection of, of what we do. There's so many now, and it, it's almost like it sounds weird because like the little things have become the main attractions because it's not just like, oh hey, let's go and watch um, YouTuber number one. Do a playthrough for half an hour to an hour or something like it, it, it's expanded beyond that. You know, um, I mentioned before Dan TDM bringing a live show element to it. He's actually got a show that's that's written out and and presented in a certain manner and stuff like that. And we got to watch it twice, um, which was really fun for us because we got to watch it with two presenters. Yeah, and we're like, oh, this is really interesting how the dynamic <laughs> works. Um, but you've got obviously we, we we had things like drone racing and the robot wars and stuff. Um, I saw one of them catch fire. It was genuinely terrifying. I love amazing. In the I love how I'm going for this list, and I'm like having like Vietnam esque flashbacks <laughs> to. Uh, so when we did when we did the last I series, we had to do an intro uh, that was scripted uh, as 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 something's going on in the background of an ambulance um, that was scripted, and we had to do it twice every, every day. day. So we did it eight times over a weekend, and sometimes to the same people as well. And so yeah, so 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 it was like. Priority pass holders got in first, yes. but then they apart from that one day general admission, the, yeah, yeah, yeah the just wrong, ran, yeah. skipped the wrong one. <laughs> so yeah, and, and and unbelievably because we are so talented, um, you can email me. I'll give you my address later. Um, we still forgot things because there was there was so much to it. Like obviously the Minecraft element to it is is huge now. Obviously, um, I know because I work for a company called Mindvention as well, who do amazing work, and we spoke a little bit. At the convention, I introduced you to Stephen Reed. He's a yes. lovely man who runs Immersive Minds, who are just incredible. Um, they do lesson plans and, and use Minecraft in educational to, uh, tools. I don't know if you are you friends with me on Facebook or in something. No, like I'm sure I'll find. He's it. literally just like, oh, I'm just come back from Istanbul because I've just <laughs> taught Turkish teachers how to use my really? curriculum. That he's like, he's 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 genuinely one of the most intelligent um, people I've ever met and, and also one of the most funny as well and charming um, but there's loads of these little subsections now and you know Belong as well from, from yeah, Game yeah of course um, like, yeah I ended up speaking to them a bit more and I spoke to the uh, a couple of days ago actually a couple of days ago I spoke to the Manchester region because yeah. they the Trafford Centre area and they've like got, got so many tournaments coming up and like they've yeah. just exploded like they're opening another one in Manchester well, City Centre we got to see them again didn't we because we did um, we did a, an event with with uh, WWE superstar there you go Jack uh, Jack Gallagher uh, he will be I'll send him a, I'll send him a link uh, I'll tag Vince in it um, yeah so, so Jack was doing doing a live screening of his documentary and we invited Belong Down to come and do that and uh, Jordan Jordan yeah uh, we got speaking to speaking to Jordan and, and he was he was genuinely like buzzing that we knew what it was and I was like look we've been programmed yeah. <laughs> um, we know exactly what it is yeah <laughs> but I think I think it's such a cool little element like it really kind of res X resonated. Oh, oh. Um, oh, I need to stop. I'm worse than small. X resonated with us uh, because so I love how you kept saying X resonated. It just resonated with us. It X <laughs> it crossed resonated with us. resonated <laughs> with us um, because it brought back memories about the way we used to play multiplayer games. Or we used to go to internet cafes or LAN parties and play Counter Strike. Yeah, I mean, we had there was that we got lucky. There was like a gaming like night club sort of thing that was around yeah. in Manchester, which fortunately isn't there anymore. Uh, Kyoto. Kyoto Lounge. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is, weirdly enough, where Jesse started yeah, and yeah. now has gone on to multiplayer. There you go. Um, but that was the type of thing of, like, you would pay a pound, I think it was, yeah. and you would get a console, 
and you could play as many games as you want or you could ask them to put a game on for you and you could have your own little tournament own little like mini series with the whole room if you wanted yeah. to and they also had like WE events or they'd have like esports events being shown there and it was one of those like it was a way where people who are used to just staying in their rooms and playing games with complete strangers could meet other complete strangers and actually form and and I, I, I know this is going to sound really naff and cliche and like it's it's done for a soundbite but that's that is right there is the reason why I love doing this because we are facilitators of, of fun I <laughs> 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 like in the sense that we we get to we get to share this this awesome stuff with with, with a community that that get to have like-minded people near them and like you know what I mean it's like it's super exciting it's, it's cool like again we've got the wrestling thing you know and like it used to be like you know you sort of mutter it under your breath oh yeah and then the minute you found like oh someone you, you like wrestling it's like oh okay and that's what happens with video games now and I think that's amazing like you know there's, there's so much so much more exposure and, and, and understanding and acceptance as well like I've just been watching uh, me and Adam talk about it a lot because we're, we're big fans but we've just been watching the Over uh, um, Overwatch World Cup or a world league phenomenal like it's genuinely incredible like i understand that blizzard have got a lot of money but yeah it's it's incredible because you know you've got an arena full of people that are like dying a friend of ours brian um texted me the other day he's like i've just watched the fifa yeah world Cup. i was watching it with him like yeah the, the, it was so big on twitch that i think at its lowest i still had thirty eight thousand people watching yeah which blo- which blows and it, again if you break it down it's people watching other people play video games yeah 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 but it's that it's that sense of community it's the same it's the same experience that we get out of watching live football yeah. or, or going to wrestling you know together or going to watch a band or whatever and it's just it's so nice that this this community that was so pushed away into the dark now is like no it's not a weird nerdy thing it's it's pop culture now and i think that's that's really really cool and really exciting to be a part of it's um, that we're kind of evolving to the point where there isn't really anything niche there isn't like a i, I mean niche in a good way like there's nothing that's hidden away that no one wants to talk about like yeah. everything that we used to do as kids that was like oh you do that that's such such a geeky thing like like look at look at gaming consoles for a start. Like mm. it would go from like you'd have it in a small little room, it'd be attached. You'd, you'd get the PlayStation if you were lucky. Then Xbox jumped in. Now mm. the Nintendo, Sega, even phones are now like got so many games on that it just evolved. That everything is now out in the open. And yeah. Pokemon Go says everything for hey, let's play a video game where you have to be outside and communicate with other people and play games together. And and that's that that augmented reality is is going to be the next step in this and, and VR as well and stuff like that because again it's that it's that experience being shared with someone else it's not it's not just you you know like, like I mean I don't know how it was for you but I think the first I think the first video game that I always remember that made me like bond with my mates was Champman 0102 uh, it made me bond with one of my friends because we used to play it we used to take turns on the same PC and make our transfers. Yeah, and it was just me and him in a room playing together. Because again, like, because we, we all played FIFA and whatnot, and like Mario and stuff like that. But I was a Provo guy when I started. But see, this is this is this is the when I was in I would have been in 
primary school or just in just got into uh, in secondary school high school and I was sort of still playing but it was still kind of nerdy but like that champ man thing like became like you, you come up you come into school with like notepads of like right <laughs> I found this lad he's called Mark Kerr right he's the Scottish um, Zinedine Zidane and like you, you go through all these lists and stuff like that and I think that that was the first one for me, um, and what what makes it wonderful is um, there's a really really talented stand up comic who who's a, an acquaintance of a mutual friend of mine called Tony Jameson, who's done a whole stand up about how football manager ruined his life. He's done documentaries and stuff. He's there cracking jokes about Cherno <laughs> Samba yeah. and Freddie Adu, and it's like Teribo West, Teribo West, standing mate, always yeah. just getting for Plymouth. Um, uh, by the, way, <laughs> by the way, I should point out, we are going to do at least one football manager slash champ man episode, I promise you. Um, I'm trying to sort it out. I'm actually going to try and get Tony, so Tony, give me a call, mate. Um, we'll sort it out. But I think, I, think, I think that's what's wicked now. It's like we don't, you don't just have to have a small group of friends. You, you, you can have a small group of friends, but then you can also have a huge group of friends online or at something like an event like this. You yeah, know? I mean, I still do. It's one of those things... Look, like Again, gaming's one of those things where all my friends from high school, like even some of my friends from primary school, we still... We all live in different parts of the world. We've all got families and things now. But once, twice a week, either FIFA gets thrown up or GTA yeah. gets thrown up or at the moment Fortnite, which we all started jumping on. Yeah, man. insanely fun. Oh, and, you yeah. Know, I, I heard everyone talking about PUBG and I was like, oh, well, there's nothing on the console like that. And then Bam. Fortnite came out and then PUBG was like, no, we're on consoles yeah. now. <laughs> uh, but it's, again, that's kind of like, it's still a massive community and it's just getting bigger and more and more of my friends play online and we join in. So I'm going to finish on that because uh, I do like to, because we, 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 we are a casual conversation, but we do always like to talk about sort of what we're playing at the minute so is Fortnite just Fortnite is on uh, LA Noir again I've started I've played oh, okay. that previously played it on the 360 and loved it and then I got it again on the Xbox One see the thing with LA Noir is I, re- I originally got that game I'm super excited about it because it's basically got the cast of Mad Men in it I've heard, yes barring um, Don Draper John Hamm John Hamm um, and then I played it and uh, I finished it and I, I I remember. I always remember getting to the, you know, the end of the first main story with the the the, the serial killer or like yes. that, and I I thought that was going to be the thing, and it finished, and then went into the rest of the story. And I remember not really being massively into um, it from because I'm I, I've, I'm up to the point with the serial killer again. Spoilers everywhere. Mm. I'm up to that point where we're trying to f- he's leaving clues. We're trying to find mm. him. Um, I remember because I think the story ends that the person that he is is a higher up so you get relegated to arson yeah. um, I remember yeah, I remember being really deflated by that but then it kind of starts an interior like another story yeah. I, remember. I remember I remember it more for that was the first game where like there was so much motion capture and yeah, facial capture yeah, yeah. that actually playing the game again like even my wife started watching it and was like oh this looks fun because it's because it's a noir film yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's literally like watching a film yeah. that you get to change the storyline every so often or get questions wrong it's, people shouldn't listen to anything that I say anyway because I, I'm the guy that that has never finished Red, Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption oh I'm also with you on that I because finished. I don't know if it, you get stuck on the same point but I always get to Mexico and just get bored um, I think, and again, don't hate me for this. I think I because I was so used to GTA that it came out, and I was like, oh, it's going to be like GTA in the Wild Wild West, and it wasn't. Yeah, and I panicked about how much horse riding I had to do and traveling to towns, and I realized you can now skip and bits and stuff. Yeah, and and, and the, what I find funny is that I've actually 
I've actually seen the end of the game and, and stuff because I've watched um, Let's Plays and, and playthroughs and stuff like that. Um, and it's made me want to play it more, especially be a completionist. But then at the same time, like, I love Skyrim. Like, I've played Skyrim. Like, I start Skyrim all the time and I do what everyone tends to do, which is go, oh, I'm not going to be a sneaky archer. Yeah. And then, 20 levels in I'm like oh look at me being a sneaky <laughs> um, it basically it's weird how like how that one clicked um, so Fortnite is the other one you play Fortnite's huge though like and I'll, I um, I strangely downloaded it ages ago by accident mm. like I wasn't I was looking for just another game to play and then like I was like oh this is fun and daft and you can build mm. stuff and it was like Minecraft meets like GTA and it's, yeah. it's nothing like that at yeah. all <laughs> it's, it's a fun little shoot em up that is kind of kid friendly because again maybe I don't know if people know but I was still coach kids mm. all of the kids I coach all play Fortnite oh together. that's cool man so, yeah, yeah. and they've, they've won I've never won at Fortnite I've ranked rank third like I've done like 12th I've been like happy with yeah, myself yeah. and these kids are like oh I've won it like six times and I'm like how? 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 Like, what part of like who are you playing against? because <laughs> Do you know what it kind of reminds you a little bit of? Uh, Team Fortress. If you don't know if you ever yes, played it, yes, it it's, it's got similar. aesthetically it's very similar and it's got a look. It's very similar to the film Battle Royale as well. Yeah, just so because so, I always find it interesting because because obviously um, PUBG as everyone yes. calls it um, is huge as well. But I, I always find it interesting to see because I don't think it's necessarily like oh well adults play. PUBG and the kids, and play, kids Fortnite. play Fortnite. I think it's it's interesting to see where people fall on that because I remember because I remember when I first played PUBG, I played like um, is it HCV and yeah, and I played a couple of like the other survivally zombie yeah. things that seem to sort of uh, morph into more battle royale yeah. type things, um, and it's 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 just it's such an odd thing. How isn't it odd that a beta has essentially, you know, a, a ranked... A free beta. A free beta is, like, was one of the highest-ranking games yeah. of the year. And, like, and without, like, parachuting in, mm. like, <laughs> um, the PUBG dynamic, it feels... PUBG feels a bit more like a game where it is about stealth and it's about mm. teamwork and it's about working... Like, even if you're not in a team, working together to try and get through it. Whereas Fortnite feels like it's accessible to everyone. Yeah. I feel like a game where if you've never played a game like that before, you jump in, you get killed 18 times, but it's so quick, you can jump straight into another lobby and learn and figure out all the different buttons and the no two games are ever the same, even though... It kind of reminds me a little bit of how Overwatch was when it first started. Yeah. I think the, uh, Overwatch is still great and it's you should absolutely play it. I just feel like because so people are so good at it now, it's a little bit more difficult to get started. But once you do... You know, you know, you know, what's what's the old saying? Like, steel sharpen steel. Like, you, you get better by playing yeah. better people. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. But I mean, because we often discuss on here about our love of local co-op being one of them, um, but also single player games, like true single player games. I and mean, we we've spoken about how good Mario Odyssey was and Breath of the Wild, and basically anything that Nintendo were doing that yes. is actually um, basically going. Oh, you know, all that local. Of sort of uh, online multiplayer, Pfft, forget that. We're going to do something completely different, which is great, and, and I love that they do that. Um, and it's it's it is nice to see a online multiplayer game, especially a shooter that isn't just you know bogged down in the usual sort of like Call of Duty yeah, or like it's, it's Battlefront. Not, it's not about looking like a, a game in real life. It's still yeah. a cartoony game, and it's deliberate. And you know you can you can you can you li- my highlight of it is you can. You you find something and you can hide as a bush. 
Yeah. You walk around and hide as a bush, and you can hide as a bush that has Christmas lights on it. Or you you know, if you if you pay a little bit extra, you can dress as Santa over the Christmas period and stuff. Like that is just the best stupidity ever. And there's you can pay you can actually have dances. I know. You can change your character's dance moves if that's you what, that's that's priority number one. Yeah, like um, so what games are you looking forward to? That just reminded me purely for the fact of um, Metal Gear Survival. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Yeah, so but, but yeah. very, very excited for it. Yeah, what else um, you got? Um, see, Red Dead 2 is now coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, the trailer for that makes me kind of want to go back, yeah. and, as you were saying before. Um, I, I really want to buy a Switch. Yeah. Like, I haven't got a Switch in my house, and I'm sure my wife won't let me buy a Switch. <laughs> So if anyone's giving a switch away, I'm... well, me and me and my housemate have said that we're going to get a switch as soon as he, <laughs> as soon as he sorts out moving in, and we're going to get a switch. So yeah. you can come out and play. But yeah, everything on the switch, like I've seen, so like uh, the Zelda game on the switch, yeah, looks phenomenal. Um, a couple of my friends, I've been talking about it, and I've not seen them for days because. Mm. They've not come into work. <laughs> They've abandoned yeah. their families. <laughs> They've yeah. figured out that they don't have to play it on the TV and they can take it home with them. Yeah. They can take it to bed with them. And yeah, I, I think it's. Re- I, I I watched a really good um little piece by IGN the other day about how important in the indie games are going to be on the Switch to keeping it alive yeah. and them them weird quirky odd games that Nintendo are so good at. Um, as a platform, as a given a platform, like I think they're really important, and I, I love that. I love, I love Nintendo so much, purely based on the fact that they have no business model other than <laughs> let's just have a laugh. Yeah, let's make fun games, and also they're bringing out um, a uh, Mario Golf game. So yes, bam, okay. Signed I still up. need to learn how to be good at Mario Kart though. Like I haven't, I've have played on it so much, yes. I haven't won a race. I haven't come above maybe fifth. You gotta get the right controller, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, we, we we were we were we were messing about at, um insomnia. Yeah we did. Yeah and we couldn't get used to the little Joy Cons being so small, so we need we need to get like steering wheels. It's the yeah. problem with having an Xbox though, like I'm so used yeah, to yeah, yeah, programmed. It's 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 that weird thing, man. I'm still I'm still the same. When a PlayStation controller comes in my hand, I'm like, there it is. That's that's the money. It's perfect. Right, my friend, we've reached the end uh, of this this lovely conversation. Um, so once again, where can we find you on on the tings? Uh, I guess Instagram and Twitter is a nice easy one. Both also Sam Bailey. Mm-hmm. Don't not to be confused with ITV's Sam Bailey. Nah. Um, or pantomime Sam Bailey, as she probably is at the moment. She is. Um, yeah, also Sam Bailey. Find me there. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Instagram. I, I tweet occasionally. You do. I Instagram Every now and very then. less. <laughs> yeah. Much much less. But yeah, I'll be there, and yeah, I'll be. Instagram in the whole of the IG Fest. Sweet. Like nobody's business. Yeah, that's again, reminder if you've not got your tickets already, what are you doing? Get why, it sorted, why man. Haven't you? Why haven't you? Get it sorted. If you've lasted 52 minutes and you're listening to this and you've not got your tickets, get it sorted. Also, Fight Club Pro is coming to the NEC on, on April 1st. It's the last day of the Dream Tag team invitational tournament. Um, so that means that I'll be doing double duty and be doing that, and I'm super pumped for that. You're wearing a suit. Uh, no <laughs> it's insomnia and fight club I might just turn up in shorts just to, to to downplay it even more so yeah make sure you get tickets to that as well because it's a big 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 thing for us so even if you have like a passing interest in wrestling make sure you do it. big names announce it as well including of course your one and only uh, bruiserweight Pete Don the WWE United Kingdom champion at time of recording so do yes. that uh, once again you can find us on twitter at casual gaming con we're on facebook facebook.com forward slash casual gaming conversation uh, but that's been it that is my that's all you're going to have time for this week um, so thank you very much for joining us on this casual gaming conversation <laughs>